Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where Karens think that they're better than everyone. And in this episode, guys, OP's neighbor calls the cops on him for having too ugly of a car. Ain't that something? Guys, I hope you enjoy the lineup today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. Years back, I worked as a waiter at a bar and grill in California while visiting for two months. I would see a lot of entitled people come in and out, so I got used to dealing with rude customers, but this one Karen, oh boy, she was notorious for complaining about anything and everything. Anyway, my grandpa was a gravel site manager or something. He was very well off and always spoiled us. While I was down there, he was diagnosed with stage 4 lung and liver cancer. My cousin, who's very close to him, came and told me the news while I was on my shift. I still had 5 hours till I was off, and my boss was also an a-hole, so I didn't bother asking to go home early. 3 hours later, my grandpa comes in with a big smile, and he hugs me. And I have a hard time trying not to cry, and guess who decides to test my patience? That's right, Karen. While hugging and crying over the news, she taps both my grandpa and me on the shoulders and she says, Can I get some goddamn service here? You can hug later. She then sees my watery bloodshot eyes and then she says, Oh great, who the hell died? She said that in a very condescending tone and I snapped at her and said my grandpa has stage 4 cancer. And she straight up, and I still can't believe this, straight up says, Psh, my husband has cancer too. That doesn't make him special, get over it. She then proceeds to ask me to get her a glass of water and a dessert menu, and my jaw hit the floor. Fast forward two weeks later, and my grandpa passed away. I'm on my shift, and I'm just a wreck, trying to get my mind off things, and here comes Karen again. I take her order, and by this point, I'm jaded and just feel dead, and Karen notices this and says, Jesus, did someone die again? Was it that grandpa guy with the cancer? Hearing her say that, I didn't say anything, I just stormed off and put in her order. Steak and egg burrito quesadilla with nachos. And she does her typical Karen thing, and she complains that there's not enough cheese and the steak is too chewy on her quesadilla. So I take it back and they make her a new one. But I put the house hot sauce on it, I drenched it. It's a very weird sauce, not a strong smell or flavor, almost pure heat. The second Karen takes a bite, she starts coughing, and then she starts to sweat, and she coughed for almost 5 minutes straight. And then she threw up a bit on the table. After that, I finished my shift and left after the funeral back home. If you're reading this Karen, you deserved worse. Yeah, I 100% agree with OP. Karen got off way too light. Like, some people truly, truly suck, guys. Like, this post reminds me of a story I read where OP had a seizure while serving a Karen. I think while she was scanning cigarettes or something, like, full-on drop-to-the-floor seizure. And the woman kept complaining that the store was hiring useless employees who couldn't even do their jobs. And we all know that if lives were reversed and Karen was suffering through the loss of a loved one, you'd bet your sweet ass that she'd make sure everyone was mourning. 
So I do a considerable amount of unpaid community volunteering. One of these gigs is delivering lunches to people living in the retirement community, which I've been doing for the last couple of years. I'm not a terribly social person. I'll chit-chat with people I'm delivering food to, but if I encounter someone in the halls or in the elevator, I simply give a customary nod and hello to acknowledge their existence. I'll also admit that I'm mostly trying to avoid getting sucked into conversations since I'm very task-oriented, and I have like 20-plus deliveries of hot food to do in an hour on a four-story building, so I try to stay focused. Well, a couple of months ago, a woman moved into the building, and she's cantankerous. The first time I saw her, I gave her my standard nod, and she says in a condescending tone, I don't accept your nod. I then just chuckled and kept on my way. Now, it's not unusual for people in this community to drop a sarcastic comment, and I thought this was a particularly clever little jab in passing. But boy, was I wrong. Oh, so wrong. But I didn't know it yet. I saw her again a couple of days later. I didn't recognize her, so I nodded again when she was getting off the elevator and I was going to get on. And the woman looks at me and says, Stop that. What did I tell you last time? I don't accept your nod. We're not friends, and I don't accept your acknowledgement. Again, I thought this was a joke, and I made a mental note to recognize her because this is a good bit of flash humor that doesn't slow me down. I thought she was cool at this point. The next time I saw her, I nodded again with the biggest grin I could muster. The woman says to me, are you dense? I will never accept your nod. Stop it. Now I just laughed out loud and I held the door when it started to close. She then snarled at me and said, we're not friends and you're dead by Friday. That's when I let the door close in shocked confusion. For the last few weeks, she's been waiting for me in the main entry lobby and she's becoming increasingly worse. Even without me looking in her direction, she's cursing me to die and calling me a white bastard. For reference, I'm Native American, and she's considerably lighter-skinned than I am. Racism is where I draw the line, though, so that's when I formulated a plan. The next time I delivered, I went to the employee lobby instead of going immediately to the main lobby. I struck up a conversation with the building manager, and I got her to follow me on my rounds to meet and greet new residents. She's rarely on site, so anyone living in the facility less than a year is unlikely to know her. So we get to the main lobby where my favorite person in the world is awaiting me. We lock eyes, and that's when I nod, and immediately she launches into hollering, death curses, and extreme racism at me. The term white n-word was said a few times to me, and she demanded that I be stripped of my job title. The building manager and I silently get onto the elevator, and for the next hour, she's apologizing to me and promising it won't happen again. Now, I don't know what the resolution was, but I haven't seen that spiteful gremlin since. I'll nod at who I want, you miserable witch. Guys, all I can say is, wow. Honestly, guys, I'm pretty friendly to people, and I often do give out that exact same nod to random strangers. But Karen's response has me shook, guys. Don't you dare nod at me. Did I allow you to do that? Like, what do you even say to that? What do you say to someone that says, I don't accept your nod. Stop it. Stop trying to be friends with me. And honestly, being in a retirement home, you can chalk it up to that Karen possibly having dementia, which does make things a little bit sad. So to start off, I had just started working at this major retail chain here in Australia. The department I worked in was electronics slash computers. There were two departments combined. They were technically separate, but shared the same cashiers, if that makes sense. As mentioned, I had only recently started working there, so I still had my little in-training sign up at my cash register. 
I was mostly fine, so the person who was supervising me was happy to leave me be as he cashiered the other side of the cash desk. And that's when Karen enters. She comes to my side with this electric razor, and I said, Hi, how are you? The woman did not say anything. She just looked at me like I had three eyes. I just opened up the new invoice option and asked for a phone number to have her in our system. The woman stares at me again, so I start to explain why we needed a number. I say to her, it's for warranty purposes. The invoice stays on the system under the phone number for 10 years, as we know receipts tend to fade. Most products have at least one year warranty. If you need your item replaced, you can just ask for your number, find the invoice, and print it off. Easy peasy. The woman continued to stare at me. At this point, I was getting anxious, and I thought maybe she was mute. So I offer her the keyboard so she could type her number in. The woman then gets huffy and says, I don't want to give you my phone number. That's private information. I said, okay, and then put in the store's number, as we were trained to put it under the work number if they refused to give details. I then took the razor and I scanned it. From memory, the price on the sticker was about $300, and it scanned in about $160-ish. What happened next was a shocker to me. Karen did not like that. She asked me to double-check the price again, and I told her the price was $160, and at that, she got annoyed. Karen says to me, it says on the sticker it's $300. To which I respond, well, yes, uh, this could mean the item's on sale. Karen says, that's false advertising. Now this did throw me off guard. I was confused as to why she was kicking up a fuss over having to pay less for a product that she wanted. Like, that's the dream come true for anybody. I start to explain and say, well... And that's when Karen cuts me off and says, You know, I can call the cops about this and you guys will get in serious trouble. Hearing that, I am in shock and I'm panicking at this point as she angrily hands me money to pay for the item. I grab her change, hand it over alongside the product and the receipt, and she's still going on about how illegal what we're doing is and how we're gonna get in so much trouble. She then leaves with her illegal product, still ranting, and I'm standing there baffled. I then turned to my fellow cashier who laughed about it as I told him the story, and he said he would have charged her full price for it. Now that would have been illegal. I'm still very confused as to why she got angry when she got her item for cheaper. She must have never called the police because no one ever showed up to tell us that what we're doing was illegal. That or they just laughed at her like my coworker did. As someone who's broke, how do you get angry for being charged less? I do not understand at all. Yeah, me either, Opie, but Karens are an odd bunch, aren't they? Opie's right, though. I don't know many people who would complain about saving that much money on a product. Like, I get excited when things are 10% off. And here's Karen getting almost 50% off, and she's getting mad about false advertising. Like, I, honestly, I think some people just love to walk around complaining about things. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Earlier tonight, I went to an event that my boss holds once a month, where everyone shows up to this fancy restaurant and has dinner, and gets some human-to-human interaction, which my boss apparently felt was lacking. My boss pays for all of it, and I'm a fan of the food. Less so of the people, but I feel like that's life. And college wasn't so long ago that I would turn my nose up at a free meal. Towards the end of the night, my coworker finds herself without a ride home, and several drinks in, after her ride had a family emergency and had to leave early. My car's cheap to run, so I offered to give her a lift home. It's also worth noting that I am in no way, shape, or form a speed freak. I lost a loved one in a car wreck, and I'm not going to be doing that to someone else, just to get an adrenaline rush. My coworker's also the sort of girl that, when anxious, does not stop talking. Like, I'm not sure how she's able to breathe with how much she talks. And for the most part, I don't mind. I was just focused on following GPS directions and getting her home safe, with an occasional agreement noise thrown in. Out of nowhere, a wild BMW decides that he wants to play games with me. I'm not aware of anything I did, other than driving a fancy electric car that could have drawn his attention. We were on a highway that did have a small amount of traffic, and this idiot starts to orbit my car. The guy would come up on the left, cut in front of me way too close, brake check, and then drop back on the right and pull up so close that he'd smell the exhaust if my car had any. I had no idea what this dude's issue was, and I absolutely had no idea if he was on drugs or what. I also had no desire to get into a car accident. The entire time I'm realizing how dangerous the situation could be, my coworkers just chatting away. I kept trying to get a word in edgewise, and I couldn't. Eventually, I got sick of waiting, and I just cut her off in the voice reserved for when crap hits the fan. I say in a stern voice, Courtney. Hold on tight and please be quiet. I need to concentrate for a minute. And Courtney did not shut up. She says, huh? What's going on? What do you mean you need to concentrate? Is that a BMW? Are we in danger? Are you selling drugs? I should call my boyfriend. She was talking a mile a minute and panic was rising in her voice. At the same time, I was stressed out and just said, shut up. I then hit the button that saves the last 10 minutes of dashcam footage on the off chance that we did get pulled over and waited for a moment where the road was mostly clear ahead of us. That's when I saw the chance and took it, and we shot off like a rocket. The BMW tried to pursue, but if my electric cars got anything in excess, it's definitely acceleration. The first chance I got when I couldn't see the other car's headlights, I took an exit. Total time to evade was less than a minute. Did we hit triple digits? I can neither confirm nor deny. And was it safer than letting that idiot keep doing what he was doing, or risk him following us off the highway? You're damn right it was. As soon as we were off the highway, I pulled over for a minute and apologized for what happened, and explained my reasoning the best I could. We were actually only an exit early, so we took the back roads to her house, and she got out without another word. I felt kind of guilty because she was crying the entire time after we got off the highway, and that was a bit scary. The drive from her place to mine was uneventful until I rolled down my dead-end street and I saw a police car waiting for me. She had called the cops on me. I then had the delightful experience of a field sobriety test in my own driveway, which I passed. I then gave the officer a Cliff Notes version of events. 
with footage to back it up, and the officer was not surprised by what the dash cam showed, and said I shouldn't make it a habit and to have a nice night. No good deed goes unpunished yet again, guys. Like, I can understand the fear she had in that very moment, but I believe OP did the best he could have done in that situation. He assessed the situation, got away from that road-raging idiot, and got both of them home safe. It's just a shame that she still called the cops on him after he explained the situation to her. Okay, so I have a fun-filled, exciting story about the old lady next door to me. This one blew my socks off. So I'm in my house, relaxing today, and I hear my ring doorbell go off. So I look at it on the phone, and it's a sheriff. I tell him, just a second, and I grab my walker and start walking to the door. I open it and have this conversation. The sheriff says to me, Good afternoon, sir. We got a complaint that there's a derelict car parked in front of your house today. So we've come to check it out. But the only car I can see in front of your house, motioning to the street, is that white one right there, and it looks like it was driven recently. I say to him, well, not too recently. I'm recovering from surgery, so it's not been driven for a little while, but it's not abandoned. Once I recover, I'll be using it again. The sheriff then asked, do you know what other vehicle there might have been in front of your house? I tell him I haven't seen any. The neighbors across the street have a white SUV, but as you can see, it's not there right now, and they use it all the time. I can't really see on the side of my house because there's no windows there, but it might have been there, I don't know. Do you have a description? The sheriff says, the only thing I was told was it was an ugly old brown vehicle that was abandoned and under a tarp. At this point, it dawns on me that he's talking about my 1967 El Camino, which is not in running condition, but it's parked in my driveway. It's under a car cover, not a tarp. I say to the sheriff, oh, they might be complaining about my El Camino in the driveway. I'd like to put it in my garage, but I have way too much crap in there. But it's always under the car cover unless the wind blows it off, and it's never in the street. The sheriff then says to me, I saw that, but it's in your driveway and covered completely. Like, why would someone call to complain about it? I say to him, I don't know, but that's the only thing I can think of. The sheriff tells me, let me investigate and I'll get back to you. So the sheriff leaves and I see him walk past his vehicle and right to my neighbor's next door. I go back and sit down. About 10 or so minutes later, I hear the ring on my door again and I answer it. It's the sheriff. So I open the door again and he says, I'm sorry to bother you, but this has been cleared up. The complainant was talking about your El Camino. They said to me it's an eyesore and I informed them that it's on your property and it's not violating any laws. I also informed them that it's under a car cover, not a tarp, and it's none of their business what it's doing there on your property. There's no law here in the county that you can't have a project car in your driveway. That's when I say to him, I'm guessing the person who complained was Karen next door. The sheriff says, I can't actually tell you who complained, but it sounds like you've had some issues with your next door neighbor in the past. And if this sounds like it would be her, then the odds are you would probably be correct. He says that while grinning at me, and then he tells me to have a good evening. I tell him thank you. And the funny thing about this is, she can't even see the car from her house. It's not even that tall, and the hedges she loves so much is way above the car. The only way she can see it is if she walks in front of my house, past the hedge. She's just way too much of a busybody and annoying neighbor. Sounds to me like that Karen needs a hobby, guys. Like, yeah, you don't like the ugly car parked in the driveway, and it's an eyesore, I get it. But use common sense, people are allowed to park what they want on their property. 
and unfortunately there's not much you can do about it. And trust me guys, I know, I've been staring at this freaking rusty stove for the past three months, just looking out my front window. It's like the ugliest, grossest thing ever, just covered in crap. And I don't know when my neighbor's gonna move it, I'm guessing never. But I'm not gonna call the police about it. But it's getting close, it's, it really is. Okay, so this is ridiculous, and I can't believe I have to ask this, but here we go. I'm a female, 27 years old, and I've been together with my husband Nate for over 10 years, married for four. I don't have the best relationship with my mother-in-law, as she always seems to police what I eat. Everyone in my family has fast metabolisms, and I'm also working with horses, so due to this, I burn a lot of calories. I'm talking about 2,500 to 3,000 a day. Usually, I have rather large meals to get the energy back, and I still remain skinny. Now to the event. So my in-laws invited me and Nate for dinner last Friday. I was very busy back then, and haven't eaten since about 6 or 7 a.m. Also, I didn't have a chance to have a snack before heading to the restaurant, so I was starving. Something I usually have to do to avoid mother-in-law and her comments. Due to this, I've ordered a large steak at the restaurant, which was meant for two people. It also came with prawns, bacon, and two sides. Now please note that it wasn't the most expensive item on the menu, as some of my in-laws had significantly pricier dishes, and we were all splitting the bill anyway. That's when my mother-in-law starts making comments how I shouldn't be ordering what I can't eat, since even her husband wouldn't be able to finish it, let alone someone my size. I smiled and said I haven't eaten since early morning and I'm starving, and if I don't finish the steak, I'll take the leftovers home. So I easily finished the steak and I was waiting for my dessert when mother-in-law flips. She said I'm attention-seeking and I was putting on a show. She also said that I've made my father-in-law and brother-in-law feel uneasy because a woman should not eat that much. It's unhealthy and something is wrong with me. She then demanded me to cover the entire bill as she wasn't planning on such a big expenditure. I said I'm absolutely not covering the entire bill since it was meant to be split equally and reminded her of the dishes that she ordered that were significantly more expensive compared to my steak. As a result, I was called an a-hole who's ruined a family dinner. Nate's on my side, but most of my in-laws are making very passive-aggressive posts on social media about it and they keep sending me different articles of what might cause excessive eating. So am I the a-hole? Hey man, all I can say is if a person wants to eat, let them eat. And the fact that mother-in-law says that OP should never eat that much because it makes the two men in her life feel intimidated is absurd. Definitely 1000% not the a-hole OP. And I just hope OP stared her mother-in-law right in the face as she ate every bite of that dessert. And listen, I'm usually not one to share crude comments, but this one had me chuckling, guys. This person says, Eat it all, and then say, I need the energy, as I plan to bang your son like a screen door in a hurricane later. Oh my goodness, wouldn't that have been something? And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady. Where a Karen couple decides to attack OP, thinking he's the owner, but he's not. And they make the mistake of a lifetime. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.